Welcome to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. I am your host, Marsha Van Weinsberg. I'm a business coach, speaker, and author of the best-selling book, When She Stopped Asking Why. On this podcast, we will use the tips, tools, and strategies used by myself and our speakers to break through and overcome the challenges in our lives. When we take radical responsibility of our choices, create boundaries, grow our courage and practice self-care and letting go of what isn't ours to control, we can completely change our stories. When we take full ownership of our stories, we take back our personal power and this allows us to impact, serve and support others by showing them that they are not alone and helping them find freedom from their stories. When you own your choices, you truly own your life. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the show. Today, we are going to chat about healing. And this is, again, coming from the person who spent most of her life in the masculine, thinking, just keep pushing, and it's all going to work out. I have learned so much about healing over these last couple of years, and it's an ongoing journey. I want to talk to you about this. It's literally an ongoing journey, and there is no room in this episode or in your own life to add the layer of shame to not healing properly or not doing it right or having too much emotion or whatever you want to call it. There's a, there's enough shame and judgment in all the things that we're doing. We do not need to add it to healing properly. So if you've ever been in a position where, um, you know, our nervous system feels like it is bubbling and there's energy and it's trapped and it's stored and you don't understand why your body is responding the way that it is. There's something that I was reading recently in the sense that when we feel those emotions in our body and we feel like it is literally bubbling, there's a lot of energy, there's a lot happening. We feel that on the like external that it's already been happening internally. It's already been going on for extended periods of time. And we are, it's, that's the sign. Like I always say, the body keeps the score. The body is talking to us in the only way that it knows how. We just don't know was listening. We're not listening to what it needs. And listen, I have been spent most of my life as a horrible listener of what my body needed. And I'm really in this space now of honoring, listening, and not judging what it needs. So as I'm unpacking this new program that we're doing, and it's called the how method, it's healing, owning, and writing your story. It is how do we work through this process? The first piece is healing. And This program and what we're doing when it comes to writing our story, you have to be in a space when it comes to sharing and writing your story, you have to be in a space of standing in a, in a healed space. It doesn't mean you don't feel emotions. It doesn't mean you don't dip back, but when you stand in a healed space, you're learning to share your story from this grounded healed space. This means that we have shifted from anger, resentment, blaming others to taking ownership, to living at cause, embodying the lessons and turning pain into purpose. This is where we create impact and where we rewrite our story. This is the difference between standing in your story and standing on your story. When you're in your story, you're in that space and energy of being the victim, frustration, all of the emotions that go with it. And when you are standing on it, you have perspective. You can see that You wouldn't be who you were today if it wasn't for the lessons that you've walked through. This can take a long time to learn and it can take a long time to sink in and it might never, and that's okay. So I am not asking you to be grateful for everything that has happened to you because that's a, I just, 
I think that that is not really a fair question to state because if you're in this space of, you know, what, why me, all of this, I don't know how to look at this, or you've lived through incredible amounts of trauma, I think it is really insensitive to just tell somebody to be grateful for what they have lived through. There, that's my two cents. I do think, however, there comes a point when we can look back and recognize that we would not be the person that we are today if it wasn't for this challenge, this experience. Like when I look at what we live through with our kids, to be honest, I I wish I could have learned some of those lessons in a book. I wish I could have learned it another way, but that's not how I was meant to learn them. And what that means is that when I stop and think of who is in my life right now, who am I surrounding myself with, the work that I get to do, how much fulfillment I have from it, what I am creating for a ripple effect, the impact and the people that I get to reach, the stories that we get to share, I honestly wouldn't be doing any of this if we hadn't lived through our story. Like not at all. I wasn't even going this direction. That's That blows my mind. That blows my mind that I wouldn't even be doing this. And I'm so grateful for the work I get to do now, but I wouldn't be here if it hadn't been for a very difficult life journey and life story to walk through. So if you're thinking, okay, I want to write a story. I want to, you know, write a book, share my story, speak it, podcast, whatever those things are, you have to learn how to do it from a healed space and healing ourselves, healing our subconscious reprogramming, healing our inner child, healing the pain, the hurt and the emotions that we have come through, it's a lifelong journey. Like it's an absolute lifelong journey. It is a practice. It is not a one-time task. It is not something that you do once and it's done. It is constantly going internal and asking, what do I need? What do I need? What do I need today? How can I honor what I need today? How can I listen to what I need today? And learning to listen to those cues and following them. So when I go back to the beginning, when I talked about the nervous system regulators and what that is like, when I'm feeling bouts of anxiety come up and feeling the energy that is like out of control, it doesn't feel good. It feels very scary. It doesn't feel safe. That is when I stop and say to myself, Marsha, what, what sign have you missed? What do you need right now? Do you actually need to unplug, pull away from your phone, pull away from social media, get outside, recharge, nap? Like, what are you missing? Do you need water? What do you need? I ask and have that relationship with asking. So instead of judging the nervous system triggers that come up, now I stop and say, what do I need? Do I need more breath work? Do I need some meditation? What do I just need stillness? Whatever that is. But listening and respecting that my body is talking to me in the only way that it knows how. If I choose not to listen, that's on me. That's the piece of it that's really, really important. So I want to, like, we all have these patterns, right? We all have these patterns that we go through and patterns that we move through. And we are, (laughs) I mean, we're our worst enemy most of the time. Like, we really are. These habits that don't serve us. Um... There's things that we know that we've done. I've been a pusher my whole life, this fighter perfectionist. The more I've stripped that away, I went through a a time of probably about one year where I was feeling anxiety all the time and I could not understand why. I mean, there was a lot of things going on with the pandemic and a lot of isolation and a lot of things that were challenging. 
but I still didn't understand. It didn't make sense to me that I could feel this much, but really what it was, was that I was stripping away this perfectionism and perfectionism is there to hide shame. It really is. We don't want anyone to know, like know that we struggle, know that we have challenges. And when you strip away that perfectionism and you let it go and you let yourself be seen, that is when it was like, oh my gosh, I think this anxiety has been here my whole life. I just never allowed it to breathe. And because the perfectionism was going away, it was allowing it to show. So why do I say healing is an ongoing journey is because it is, it it absolutely is. These are layers now that I couldn't go through earlier because I had to go through letting go of the perfectionism in order to do this. So the healing is this ongoing journey. When we can learn how to speak from spaces of love and light and reflection and perspective, as opposed to trauma, anger, resentment, comparison, despair, that is different. That is different. That's definitely a healed energy. You can't share your story or you can't speak your story. You can't write your story when you're in that anger and resentment and comparison stage. That's not, that's probably not even starting the process of the healing or it's probably stage one. When I look them up, like stage one is grief and denial. When I think back to what we went through with our kids, that's, I spent a lot of time there grieving for what was lost, grieving and grieving for what we were living through, denying how bad it was. Stage two is anger. Holy, holy shit. Did I spend a lot of time there? A lot of time in anger. And it's an easy one for me to drop back into, but I was actually just with a friend um, a few weeks ago and we were talking about pieces of my story. She's been here all the way along. And when we got talking about it, she said, you're so different when you talk about it now. Like I can just hear the difference. I'm like, this because it's, I'm not in those early stages anymore. I can see how it's made a difference. It's made me who I am. I've let go of the anger because the thing to understand about anger is it actually hurts you more and it does not change the situation. I think that's what I learned. I was so angry all the time and it didn't fix any of my problems, except it was killing me, like killing me. So moving past that anger is another step in the healing stage three, they call bargaining. And I think that is just the dip between back and forth, trying to let go of the anger, but also trying to see that what else, what else can I do? How do I compromise this? How do I change this? Like, it's almost like, what do, what can I do to make a change? How can I change their behavior? How can I, you know, I don't say bribe, but, but how can I bribe to make things happen? How can I make it happen and push? It's this back and forth. It's a lot of energy is spent in this stage. An awful lot of energy is spent in this stage. A lot of negotiations. Stage four is depression. I hit there big time, big, big time. So much so isolation. Um, shame had a full hold before that. And then the depression piece was not letting anyone see me. Stage five is acceptance. And when we can get in towards acceptance, that is knowing that it's not ours to change. I remember those days. It's just not mine to change. It's mine of how I choose to respond to what is happening, but it's not mine to change. When we can get to that acceptance piece, we can learn how to speak from a healed space, maybe see that perspective that our story has happened to us for a reason and is actually almost nudging us down this path. It's messy as hell. Okay. It's so freaking messy. It is not like go step one, step two. It's not, it's like yo-yo back and forth and back and forth because you're still living in trauma. 
So living in trauma, living in chaos and healing in trauma is not a linear line. It is not. But one of the the definitions that I found that I really loved is like in general recovery, being in that acceptance stage is the ability to live in the present without being overwhelmed by the thoughts and feelings of the past. God, that's cold. Living the ability to live in the present without being overwhelmed, energetically charged by the thoughts and feelings of the past. That's the space you want to get to. That is the space. And it, yes, it is messy. It can take a long time and you can have a lot of trapped down emotions that have been pushed down because depending on when you grew up and what it looked like for me, it was not normal to talk about emotions. It was like, push them down, suck it up and move on. Like suck it up buttercup. That was the, that was the motto, but that was the sign of the times. So as you peel back those onion layers, there's a lot of layers that are there. It requires an enormous amount of grace and compassion and understanding. It's an ongoing journey. And I, be- I believe it's a lifelong journey. It's about finding the tools that support you in your own healing process. And then when you start to feel better, don't stop doing the things that work for you. Like don't stop them, keep doing them. So subconscious reprogramming and NLP subliminals, hypnosis tapping has been instrumental in helping me to heal my nervous system, heal my nervous system and to see what is possible moving forward. It's been a journey and a half. It's been a journey and a half. And I I know it hasn't happened by accident. It's allowed me to step into this space, this energy, and all the things that I can do. It can be messy, but honestly, it can also be incredibly beautiful. And learning to see and recognize that your reaction has changed and you respond differently to what is happening, that is another sign that you're healing. So allow yourself to move through this process and recognize it's very much an ongoing journey and you are here always learning and growing and knowing that you can do incredible things with your story. The more you heal yourself, the more you can be that ripple and impact others. The more you can stand in grounded space and share your story. The more you heal, the more compassion and kindness and grace you can give back to yourself. The more you actually embody self-love without expectations and you listen to what you need and you honor and you give it back to yourself, the more empathy and compassion you will have for others. It's a ripple in every single aspect of your life. And that's why when I talk about the how method, healing, owning, and writing your story, healing always comes first. Now I'm like seven years deep into this journey. And it wasn't until this last year that I recognized like, holy shit, healing has to come first. It has to come first. I just didn't know it was called healing and I didn't know what I was doing. I was like blindly looking through and trying to navigate all of this, but you have to go first. You have to go first. And that is what is required when it comes to learning how to share your story. So healing, owning, and writing your story. If you are in the process of like, I want to learn how to heal my story, how to heal myself, I'm going to invite you into the Rising Leaders Collective. It's my membership community where we do a different NLP activation every single month. We unpack a coaching topic, and then we move into learning how to allow that leader to rise in us. If you're in the space where you're like, no, I've actually done a lot of healing and I'm proud of myself and I'm ready to do more. Then I really invite you into the how method healing, owning, and writing your story. We are learning how to write and rewrite your story, whether it is like 
verbally you're learning how to write it, or actually literally you are learning how to write your collaborative book or your solo book. This is what we're doing. And I'm so proud to be doing this work. So I hope this message has landed with you. I would love to know where and how this hits for you because healing is an ongoing journey. And I would love for you to grant yourself the permission, the compassion, the empathy, the grace, and the kindness and love to allow yourselves to go through this journey, because when you heal yourself, you give others the permission to make their healing a priority. And honestly, this is the space that we're all coming from. A healed person can help to heal others. They give others the permission to do the work too. And that, I don't care where you are in this world. We need more of that. We 100% need more of that. If you want to join either of those the links from the show notes thank you so much for being here have an incredible day thank you so much for tuning in to the own your choices own your life podcast if you love this episode please submit a rating and review on itunes and please share it with someone you think could benefit from hearing this message or this podcast i love connecting and meeting you so please screenshot the episode and tag me on social media or instagram stories at marsha van w and until next time remember when you own your choices you truly own your life